It's January 18th, 2024, and on today's episode of Comic Talk, we'll be talking about all the comics that came out this week, like John Constantine Hellblazer Dead in America 1 from DC Comics, Avengers Twilight 1 from Marvel, Our Bones Dust 2 from Image Comics, and a whole bunch more. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, with today's longtime guest, Drew Maxi, aka Drew Deficit, and first-time guest, Ethan, aka Virgo Blade. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, because here's your weekly comic book recap. And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about this week's new comic book releases. New DC Comics come out on Tuesdays. New Marvel and Indie Comics come out on Wednesdays. And we're here on a Thursday, January 18th, 2024, to talk about everything that came out this week. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And if you are watching us live and you... Uh, can see who our guests are. That's awesome. You're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show, or maybe you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from and you can't see who the guests are. So let me introduce them. We got a first time guest. I wish I had like a cowbell, like a <laughs> like a thing. Is it is it Wolf of Wall Street where they like they make this like the sale or whatever and then it's like ding 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 ding? Um I think so. We got a new guest. We got <laughs> Ethan aka Virgo Blade on the show to talk about comics. Ethan How's it going, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Excited to get into some comics. Uh, read some pretty good ones this week, so it's pretty dope. Have you have you felt that just in life, there's not enough people to talk about comics with? Yes, I feel like um, they don't understand my ferocious passion for comic books. Mm-hmm. I can literally read comic books every single day of my life and talk about comic books all the time. Most people have a limit. I do not, so that's where the issue comes in. Yeah, I, I think that people don't, yeah, people just don't understand, like, parents just don't understand. <laughs> um, no, like, uh, I was, I went to New Zealand, and one of the things I wanted to do there was just, like, check out a comic shop that was there, you know? And so mm-hmm. my uncle drove me, and, like, I love my uncle, but he was like, so what kind of shop is this? And I'm like, oh, it's like, like a comic, like a comic shop. And he's like, like, comedy? And I'm like, no, it's like comic books. And he's like, Okay. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. What can I, what can I say? It's a comic shop. Yeah, it happens you know? a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm glad that you're on here. That's kind of what the show's about is getting, <laughs> especially us who we watch things or read comics weekly. Like that's a whole nother breed in and of itself. So yes, very true. Thanks for, thanks for being on here. And we're going to go over that, your pull list in just a little bit, but we got to introduce our second guest. Um, he's been on the show before. At the very least, once a month, if not more than once a month, we got Drew Maxi, aka Drew Deficit. But if you want to spell it, it's Drew X Deficit. Yeah, yeah, I'm around. You're around. I'm here. <laughs> You're always here, which is good. Even, even, even when I'm, I'll tell you this. Even when I'm not here, uh-huh. sometimes I'm there. Because did we mention you on an episode? No, I don't. I don't think so. But sometimes. Uh-huh. I pop in on other episodes and I listen, but I don't say anything. You gotta say something. You gotta tell us you're in the chat. It's not how it's not my style. That's okay. not how I it's not how I operate. It's like okay. dead man. I exactly. It's it's like I'm I'm gonna put it into like because like Drew Drew plays instruments. If we were like a band and you were like, you know, 
hey, I'm not, I'm not in the show tonight. And then you like go and watch from the audience. What? In a disguise or in the shadows? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. It is kind of weird, right? It's not kind of cool, actually. It's, not a... <laughs> it's mysterious. It's okay. I think that's the difference between me and you, Drew. I talk way too much to be mysterious. I've known that since high school. Absolutely. I'm not a mysterious guy. I talk way too much. My every person I know knows everything about me because I don't stop talking. I can't leave anything to imagination. Yeah. I, I want mean, to tell I'm people not, my life story and I'm all the a, nuances. I'm not a mysterious dude at all. I want to be. Oh yeah. boy, do I want to be, but no, it's <laughs> not in the cards. It's okay. Um, I'm glad I I'm glad I got you here. Also, um you talk, which is nice, and uh it works for the show. So thank you so much for that. Happy to be here. Happy to <laughs> happy to be of service. Um this week, uh, so something that I pointed out previously on 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 you know the past couple of weeks is this month, January has five Tuesdays and five Wednesdays. So all the comic companies had to split their titles across five weeks instead of across four, uh, which kind of changes some of the weeks. Some of the weeks tend to be like smaller, or they just like produce another title and they like throw an experimental title in there, which you know sometimes happens. Um but I do want to know what you guys read this week. Cool, cool. Well, I read Superman issue 10. Yeah. Um, I read Jay Garrick, The Flash issue four. I read Daredevil issue number five, Cable issue number one, and Our World's Dust. Our World's uh, issue Dust? Number two. Our World's Dust, yes. Okay. It's a new title that I wanted to try out. What What's the publisher? Image. Okay. Uh, which is, you know, known for some pretty cool books. Yeah. Um, our, wait, it's Our Bones Dust. <laughs> our Bones Dust. Our, our okay. Bones Dust. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's from Image. It's a really cool comic. Um, very experimental. Very interesting. Okay. Um, I feel like Image is the third comic book company these days, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. no other company is, like, the third party companies are close to the output that Image is doing, right? I would agree with that. I say image is like number three. Okay. Um, question, Drew. Did Ethan's uh, thing get all like blah, 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 right now, or was that just not me on me. my end? I think that was just you. Okay, it's me then. It's not Ethan. I'm just trying to pass <laughs> the blame. Um, okay, so that is a good. That's a good good pull list. Um, uh, Drew, what do you got? All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch things up for you, and I'm gonna give you the give these to you. In order of like the one I liked the least, in ascending order to the one I liked the you most. You ranked you ranked your titles this week. I ranked my titles. You title. didn't have to. I know I don't have to, but I didn't have anything better to do. That's why I do these. You think I? You think do I do the show? Yeah. You think I got stuff to do? <laughs> I got nothing to do. That's fair. That's fair. I can't blame you. I can't blame you. Um, we're gonna start with Superman Ten which is the book I liked the least that I read. Not to say that I didn't like it. Because yeah. I actually did, I did like this issue quite a bit. Yeah. So everything that I'm going to give you is something that I liked. Okay. If we're starting there, that's 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 the... Uh, I got World's Finest 23. Okay. I got Green Lantern War Journal 5. Mm-hmm. 
I went with something I've never done before. Uh, and I got uh, the James Bond book that came out this week. What was the, what's the publisher? That's Dynamite. Okay. That's interesting. It is uh, James Bond 007, issue number 001. Is it really? It's Yeah, it is. It says that on there. Okay, nice. All right. Uh, Superman Lost, number 10. Okay. Hellblazer Dead in America, one. Uh, Avengers Twilight, number one. Okay. Wonder Woman, number five. And the book I liked the most that I read, uh, The Deviant, number three. Uh, who does The Deviant? That's also Image, right? Image, yep. Okay. And that was you ranking all the way up? I ranked all the way up, yep. All right. So my uh, titles, and it's so hard to keep track because mine overlaps a lot with you guys. Um, what did I read this week? I read Nightwing 110, Amazing Spider-Man 42, Batman Superman World's Finest 23, X-Men 30, Superman 10, Titan 7, Wonder Woman 5, Fantastic Four 16, Daredevil 5, Invincible Iron Man 14, because I got to keep up. That's an X-Men book now, and I, I'm okay with that. Um, what did I say? Invincible Iron Man 14, Superman Lost 10, Guardians of the Galaxy 10, um, Avengers Twilight 1, Justice League vs. Godzilla vs. Kong 4, Jay Garrick Flash 4, Hellblazer Dead in America 1, I think that's it. Oh, Alien 3. Forgot about that one. Yeah, it's forgettable. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I forgot about it for a reason. Um, I think that's everything I read this week. Because there was some there that I wanted to read, but then I, I didn't get to, and that's okay. It is what it is. Um, Out of those, out of what we read this week, I guess the big question is, yeah, what's your pick of the week? So Drew already picked his pick of the week. Oh, so. that doesn't mean that that's my pick of the week. Oh, what's your pick of the week then? Um, I think, I think, um, Deviant was like the book that I read that I liked the most, but if I had to make a pick of the week, um, it's going to be the Hellblazer book. Okay. Did we all read the Hellblazer book? Wait, Ethan, did you read it? I have not read it yet. Okay. Um, I'm going to prep the image for that. Drew, tell us about Hellblazer. Okay. So, um, this issue this little it's kind of i don't know how many issues it's going to be uh i can't remember um but uh hellblazer dead in america the reason why i was so excited about it is because um years back i think like 2017 maybe even earlier than that um dc under black label uh, started doing a new line of Sandman books, right? Yeah, with uh, the Sandman universe. Yeah, they called it Sandman Universe, and like all of the titles were kind of curated by Neil Gaiman, uh, who wrote the original, um, you know, the Sandman series in the eighties and nineties. Um, and one of the standouts from that was uh, this Hellblazer series. It was kind of like returning John Constantine back to his roots, and really like. It felt like an update of the Vertigo title. 
which had been missing for a while. They kept shoehorning him in into, you know, the the regular DC universe, right? Right. Because the new 52 title was more clean, not clean, clean, but like the art was very crisp and superhero-y. Yeah. And like, and it was like firmly in the DC universe. It didn't work out. So then they rebooted it again uh, as the Hellblazer. Mm. Um, and then that didn't work. Uh, and so this was kind of like them returning it back to like, okay, let's let's do this again. Let's let's bring this back to where it was. Let's do this one more time. Yeah, exactly. Cy uh, Spurrier was the writer, and it was the standout series from that imprint. Okay. Um, unfortunately, it didn't sell as well as uh, they wanted, and it got canceled. Um, so okay. uh, he did his. Uh, he did uh, 12 issues, I think, and then it got canceled. And then it was kind of just like, well, we had more story we wanted to tell, but unfortunately, we're not going to get the chance to do it. Fast forward to last year, they announced that they are going to let him continue his title. In this he, one. And and it's it was uh, the continuation is titled Hellblazer Dead in America. Okay. That's why it seemed like I was missing a lot. And Because I read it and I was like, I don't get anything what's happening, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I just thought it was uh, this. This is definitely a playing the hits kind of issue um, because, like it, you know, like it's it's got Constantine doing doing his stuff, right? Yeah. The normal stuff that he does. Um, there's a whole story about you know how he has a son now um, yeah what, what's going on that was something in the previous that, the that's previous? from that's from yeah the 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 sandman universe uh stories i was very confused about that but then i mean it explained it and then i was like okay cool let's yeah you know, it is what it um is. and so you know he's been brought to america um it is written by Cy Spurrier who is British so i was uh, about to say okay yeah there is there is some uh you know some uh you know little jabs at america um yeah you know he calls it uh he implies at least uh that uh america is the land where all magic goes to die uh <laughs> i i i enjoyed that okay uh, he he at one point calls it uh uh the country where they uh how i forgot how he phrases it but it was uh uh, the country where when they encounter something they don't understand, they decide to throw bullets at it. Yeah. And then he says, but I can't, I'm not really one to talk because I come from a place where for years we did that, but with flags, uh, <laughs> you know, um, but it does also include, uh, you know, dream from Sandman. Is it Morpheus um, or is it, it someone includes, else? Uh, Swamp Thing. It really is. I mean, like I said, it's playing the hits yeah um yeah i was i was excited about it it wasn't my favorite thing that i read but but it is your pick of the week uh closing thoughts are that it was just uh it was cool um it felt familiar but also new i uh yeah i'm just excited to kind of have that um deal with those characters again because like i said it, it you know involves uh not just Constantine, but like it involves Dream from Sandman. It involves uh uh Swamp Thing. It's like an early vertigo kind of like 
reunion and i'm all for that oh, very nice very nice wait uh ethan quick question you're are you a fan of constantine at all oh yeah yeah i think constantine is a very cool character um i've been a fan of his for a while i i mainly know him not mainly but i've read him a lot in the justice league dark books i actually recently read the new 52 run of that yeah. i'm kind of like inching my way back towards like certain books that i ran away from because i hated that era but i hated JLD, the new 52 yeah. era also so much yeah it's it's a very sore spot don't talk yeah. to me about tim drake because i'll lose lose my mind yeah. anyway um <laughs> but I, I actually read a lot um uh, Justice League dark stories during that time and they were actually very good and I really like how Constantine was portrayed and I'm very kind of critical about him because sometimes he's written iffy like he, they they had this um this this urban this Batman urban storyline that I really didn't enjoy how he was portrayed so I'm very critical about how they write him that's fair that's fair yeah um I think what I want to do, Drew, is hop on to the previous title, and I got to read that, and then hop back onto this one because I read this issue. I just was lost in. Yeah, I mean, there's that recap at the beginning, but I'm being, if I'm being honest, I read that recap uh, just to make sure that you know I was like, you know, on the on, like on the right uh, on the right page. Yeah, and. Uh, I felt like the recap didn't do very much to recap the story so far. I, maybe that's my fault. I tend to skip the recaps. Yeah. Like, unless I really have a reason to. I just thought this was a brand new start and it's Constantine in America. And it starts yeah. off with this like corpse talk, like seeing a, a porn from the hill. And then he like yeah. goes down the hill. Cool. I'm like, all right. Um, uh, uh, hellblazer yeah i don't know i i don't know it was it was okay i'm excited what's to come i guess or or morbidly curious um ethan what is your pick of the week so kind of uh to contradict through superman issue number 10 is my favorite of the week it's probably my favorite like dawn of dc initiative book that's on the shelves right now like I'm the really series yeah or this yeah, one the, specifically the, the, Right, yeah. So, so the whole series is my favorite of the Dawn of DC initiative, and my favorite this week is Superman issue ten. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think we all did. We all read this one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, Ethan, tell me, tell me why this was your pick of the week. So, um, I think, and maybe this is coming off of the heels of Daredevil, which I don't think is doing the same thing the right way, which is kind of incorporating these different elements and doing them very thoroughly in terms of just like you getting enough like various characters coming in without it taking away from Superman's narrative. Mm -hmm. um, and for this specific issue, I like that like Superman went back to the Wild Wild West. I like that we got more with Marilyn Moonlight. She's been a character that I've been very interested in since the beginning of the series. And we're yeah. finally getting that that payoff. And I like seeing Superman in in this setting, which was cool. I like seeing the return of, of Terra Man. There was just a lot that was really intriguing. It moved the story forward in a really like fascinating way that kept me engaged the, the whole way through. What do you like about Terra Man? Because the last time I saw Terra Man, it was in the 52 title and Black Adam rips him apart. And I know almost nothing about him other than that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like a huge Terra Man fan. Like, I actually <laughs> forgot ab ab about him, but yeah. I thought that it was it was a cool kind of like 
semi-random character to pull into it. I, I just like when you kind of bring in the oft-forgotten character. Like, hey, what's this person's up to? So it's like, yeah. oh, he's in the, the the Wild Wild West. I just like when characters aren't forgotten about and they don't remain in, in limbo. So yeah, like, I was like, oh yeah, Terror Man is a thing that exists. So that's what it was more about, not so much as like, oh, I'm a huge fan. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, I mean, <laughs> Terra Man out of everybody, I'm like, I I would be surprised if Terra Man ever got an, a live action adaptation. And I could be wrong. Maybe maybe he did in in a CW show. But as far as I remember, um, he, I've, he hasn't. I've seen every CW show, uh, DC show, except yeah. the end of Legends and some of, of Arrow. And I feel like he did not show up. But I feel like there's a chance of him showing up in the DCU live action. Just because it feels like the type of character James Gunn would actually do. What is Terra Man's story? He's just a, a like a, a Wild West guy with like like advanced weaponry. As far as I know, yes. Like that's like <laughs> the exit. Like like last thing I feel like I, I saw him in like an old Justice League story, like from a while ago. Yeah, like many many years ago. So I don't remember his exact motif, but I think mm -hmm. it's something along those lines. Um. I love the art in this one. This one was one of my weaker issues. I liked it. And when Drew comes back, I'm sure Drew feels the same way because I think that's what he was hitting at, hitting at is like he liked the issue, but it wasn't his favorite, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But like there were some interesting things in this um, that popped up. Do you like... Wait, here's a, here's a question for you since you read this. Mm. The two boys that have like the bowl cuts is that dr pharma and like the other one is is that them yeah. as kids in the latest issue yeah the kids in the past who have the old lady who's the yeah. old lady and the two kids yeah i think that that is them okay yeah, it's 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 farm yeah is that what his name is farm farm yeah D What's dr farm one? what is it Dr. Farm and because that's his his brother and he's his yeah. assistant. Farm and he's gonna argue me. It, yeah, to like I'm I'm kind of lukewarm on them. Like I, I like the premise, but I I don't feel particularly drawn to them. And perhaps maybe that's why I lean more towards this particular issue, is because we got like a change of, of scenery. Yeah. Um but overall, I'm I'm liking the series a lot, and I guess I'm a sucker for like time travel stories as well. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't know about Marilyn Moonlight and like kind of like her backstory. Mm -hmm. She's a yeah, ghost. My, when did we find that out? Um, just this this issue actually. Like this is the oh. first time that we see her her origin story. Um, because she's been like hinted at like because she's the spirit of Metropolis, which is also a very cool idea that like she's like almost this living embodiment of the city and mm -hmm. she's like this forgotten entity and i really like that as aspect i feel like my only other issue with the issue was that like we didn't get enough of it and i could tell that they're still trying to keep her a secret um yeah. but i'd still wish that we got at least maybe like two pages instead of one because it was just a super vague origin story and I want more, and I know that we're gonna get it. I just don't know when because Superman vows to find out the truth of who did this to her. Um, so that sets up another very interesting mystery. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's cool. Yeah. Um, I just don't know where to start with her, you know? Yeah. And and I, I feel like I'm pretty sure she began in Superman. I feel like she's like a Jamal Campbell creation. And so mm-hmm. I think that we will learn more of her story in this, unless she gets like a mini series or, or something like that, which I would really love if that happened. Even if um NK Jemison wrote her and she did uh Green Lantern Far Sector, which was an amazing oh, yeah. book. Like I'd love to see her write uh Marilyn Moonlight Moonlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be I see, I would like that. I want to know more about the character, but mm-hmm. I feel like this is Superman's story, so like yeah. it's, it's tough sometimes, but and it's, there's so many characters in this run. The whole yeah. revenge squad. Um, I don't know if you guys are reading Wonder Woman. It's not my pick of the week just yet, but um, they have a Wonder Woman revenge squad essentially, and then like in this one they have the Lex Luthor revenge squad. They're doing like the greatest hits in Listen, all these titles. At, at 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 some point tonight, I'm hoping that we do talk about Wonder Woman because we uh, we will I, as long as we we you know pay attention to the time. But yeah, yeah. um, my I, pick I, of the week. Oh, what's up? I was just gonna say, uh, uh, I, I dropped for a little bit because the same thing happened to me that just that happened to you a little bit ago. My internet just kind of like stopped working. Stop copying me. I know. <laughs> I just, I just want to be like you. I got to do trivia <laughs> after this. But yeah, uh, <laughs> so, um, what I was gonna say about that Superman issue, one of the things that I really liked about it was just kind of a like a little, a little thing. It seemed like it was a little thing anyway about uh, Terra Man, which was that, like. You know, he like like uh he basically gets arrested um yeah. in at the at the end of the or at the end of like the the little bit with him. And uh Marilyn Moonlight is like, Aren't you gonna bring him back like to the right time? And Superman's just like, No, he committed the crimes here. He needs to s- like he he'll come back eventually. Yeah. But he has to pay he has to uh answer for his crimes to these people yeah, and i yeah. thought that that was a really interesting way to look at it um instead of him being like no we got to bring him back and he can answer to crime like no that's not how justice works because those people would just assume that he got away with it mm-hmm. so yeah like he, he's gonna let that guy stay in a like 1800s prison for a little bit i guess if yeah. sounds fair yeah it works in this situation I, I would I would hope if I had gone back in time to commit a crime, Superman would take me back to now at the very least. I do not want to serve time in the Wild West. There was there was one thing in it that I did think was kind of strange. Uh, at the beginning of the issue, he's just like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't want to show my armor. Like, I don't want to show what I'm wearing. Oh, yeah. It, you know, might freak somebody out and change the course of history. But then also he flew in front of all these people. Yeah. And like he did all the superpower stuff. So like, I don't think he cared about that that much. I almost wish that they just hadn't said that. Yeah. Towards the beginning, because yeah. it just felt inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Which one of you guys read Avengers Twilight 1? Avengers Twilight 1? Yeah. That was what it's called. Uh, that's what it's called, right? Is the that food? what it's called? Yeah, the future of it's Avengers Twilight number one. It's it is the, called that. I don't know why. I thought it had a different title. 
Uh, but yeah, I read that. <laughs> I was like, why does this? You told me <laughs> you read like, that. This. Doesn't sound like the name. You told me you read this, and I was like, what? Am, Listen, am I I'm the just, wrong person here? I'm just lying to you all the yeah. time. Okay, and that's what it is. Um, this is my probably probably my pick of the week. So. First things first, I think Chip Zdarsky, amazing writer, right? And I wouldn't say that this issue itself was mind-blowingly transcendental. It wasn't one of those, like, but I really liked it, you know? And there was a lot of good titles this week. Maybe I'm just, like, leading into the gimmick of this, but mm-hmm. sometimes with alternate timelines or, or alternate futures or whatever this is going to be, like, they either go too far or they don't go far enough. And I thought this was just the right amount of whatever they did. I know, it's, you know, I I know that it's a tired comparison, mm-hmm. but you know exactly what I'm going to say. Because uh, there's one title that this this is okay. I'll let you do it. You I it. I was I was just going to say I know it's a tired comparison, but like this has a very dark knight returns feel to it no you no you picked the wrong <laughs> one you picked the wrong the, between these it's kingdom come oh yeah it does have a kingdom come feel to it they, i love okay. kingdom come yeah yeah um this is marvel's kingdom they, well i wouldn't say marvel's cuz they're really steering clear of the x men and they like spoiler alert they kill spider man pretty early on <laughs> Like Spider-Man doesn't even get old age. In, like in a but it's like in a good it's it's a it, it yeah. means something, right? It's it's a good scene. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is the Avengers version of Kingdom Come. When when I was reading this, um, you know me, I don't read a ton of Marvel. I don't really read a ton of Marvel events uh in general. Not that yeah. I would call this necessarily an event, but it's certainly not like a run-of-the-mill book. Yeah. Um but you know, like I, I love Chip Zdarsky, so I'm picking up pretty much anything that has his name on it. And uh, I remember just reading this, thinking kind of similar to what you said. Not necessarily that it is like this mind blowing. You know, it's not altering the course of the medium of comics or anything like that. Yeah. But there's also a weight to it that it just like it feels significant. Like it, it feels like this is an important book. Mm-hmm. You know um and yeah i was i was a big fan of it from the art uh to the story in general um the depictions of these characters you know it felt like um it felt like the opposite of old man logan yeah in the sense that like it just didn't like like it's it's pretty bleak but it doesn't feel like uh I don't know. Like old man Logan kind of feels mean spirited at times. Yeah. And this one doesn't feel like that. It feels like it is a celebration of the characters by putting them in to like a a pretty bad situation. I think what it comes down to is like Logan is kind of a different character. Like he's a bleaker character in and of himself. Absolutely. Yeah. Captain America. And I think that if you have a story about this like dystopian future, if you have Captain America and you have to have that there's a hope for something better. And if you yeah. think that there isn't a hope past this dystopian future, then you're essentially saying that Captain America will fail. You know what I mean? Because he's about yeah. hope, right? Mm-hmm. So I the do a feel... on his head stands for hope. 
Yeah. Uh, I feel like there is hope in this dystopian future. Never in this did I re- did I think to myself, the world is messed up and that is just going to be the way it is. But I feel like if Mark Miller writes this, like Old Man Logan, um, then yeah, it ends with everybody dying. Yeah. And I don't think that's the case. But I like this one. Um, I liked a lot. There's there's some it also didn't feel like fan fiction because mm-hmm. that's where I think that like going too far sometimes, like alternate futures where it's like, of course, Captain America marries uh Sharon Carter and they're gonna be old together, but they're not in this. Like yeah. I was like, who is that woman that he's married to? It doesn't matter because like that's his love 50 years from now, you know? Yeah. And I'm cool with that. Ethan, you didn't pick it up? I did not. I'm still like kind of inching my way into Marvel. I'm That's way fair. more into DC than than Marvel. So I'm less uh, aware of everything that's going on. Um, but this does sound interesting. Is this in continuity? We don't know yet. I don't think they've said one way or another. Okay. I'm not, I would like, assume that it's not. Right. I would I would assume that this is not the future, but a future. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. kind of like when Marvel did 1602 and it just seemed like an alternate timeline. But then they, in the end, it was like, no, Steve, there was something with Steve becoming that character from the past. And it does tie in with the 616. I don't know what this is going to do. Um, mm-hmm. But there, there's something you must know about me, Ethan. X-Men... And then a very close second is everything from DC and mm. then Marvel for me. Why do you love X-Men so much? Oh, I mean, I I mean, there was an X-Men title this week that like didn't did like I'm surprised. It was not my pick of the week. Mm. Um I mean, I love X-Men because I, I love team books. Teams are like the big thing for me. Solo mm. books aren't as interesting. Um, unless they have a really good supporting cast. So, like, Superman is really interesting to me as long as Lois Lane is there, Jimmy is there, Mm -hmm. maybe some super family. Like, I love family books. I love team books. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of the way it is. I mean, TV shows, sitcoms, that's what I grew up on. And so X-Men, although it's not a sitcom, it is is very, you know, episodic, uh, uh, cast, you know, heavy. So, and then also the real world stuff that the x-men do it's right it's it's nice for me personally to get behind like i don't know uh you know how people talk about hogwarts houses Mm -hmm. i'm always talking about like like you know mutant pride and like (laughs) you know like the the fake world stuff that is real at the same time um, yeah, I mean, I I felt always drawn to X Men because of the allegorical nature of it. Yeah. So I completely understand that aspect to it, and I feel like even as a kid, that was the Marvel team that I most felt connected to. And yeah. its various characters, like I liked Gambit, Nightcrawler was always cool. Um, so I completely understand the love for uh, X Men, especially coming from like DC. It does feel weirdly like easier to transition into the x-men than it is mm. maybe for some other things really not necessarily because they're similar because yeah. i think that like there are other characters that you can almost do a one-to-one with from dc and marvel but x-men feels like its own thing i think it, I, 
I don't know if Drew has an opinion about this, but like, I think it may be because if you like X-Men, you don't like the Avengers or like that mm. there's almost like a rivalry. And if, but if you like the Avengers, you don't like the Justice League. Is that like mm. roughly like, <laughs> so then ipso facto, people who like X-Men could like the Justice League because they're two different sort of teams. Correct. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Like I, I find it sometimes hard to get into Avengers because it doesn't feel as like stable as Justice League. Yeah. Like I just feel like DC in general has like an order to things from like the Trinity to who's on the team, like the main seven. Whereas with Avengers, it just kind of feels like, oh, sometimes this Fantastic Four members on the team. Sometimes Venom's on the team. It's like a smorgasbord of randomness. So um, yeah. that's that sometimes creates this wall that prevents me from crossing over. Yeah. At the same time, that era in like the mid 2000s when the justice league was just like everybody mm -hmm. you know what i'm talking about like mm -hmm. like they were just so you know it's like the 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 like the the justice league of america i i think it was an i think it was the number one issue when they relaunched but, it with Brad Meltzer. yeah oh yeah yeah, like, yeah. uh yeah, that, that ed bennis cover the two covers mm -hmm. that connected where it was just like the entire roster of anybody who's ever been on the justice mm -hmm. league i have that on a poster behind the green screen <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i really liked that that stuff because yeah. you know they were constantly bringing in characters that i didn't know about at but the but they time. all have a history that's the cool thing about the justice league is like yes. when they brought in red arrow red arrow was a teen titan right and then he's on the mm -hmm. justice league and like all he's not there and like they're there there's that like the same with Wally, same with uh, Connor yes. Hawk when he joins the Justice League. Like, that, I love that about the DC universe. Yes, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Like, there's an, an order to things. Yeah. And I just love that, like, passing of, of the baton and the graduation, you know, from Teen Titans to Justice League. There's, like, this, like, gateway that you have to cross and then you can, like, reach Valhalla when you come to, like, Justice League because that's, like, the cream of, of the crop. And I do remember... Yeah reading that that Justice League run and seeing like all those characters like Power Girl and Firestorm and all these characters that I like was learning about that were that was very cool of like getting a better introduction into these other DC characters. Yeah. Th that that run is where I learned about like Red Tornado. Yeah. Um, that was how I learned who Vixen was, you know, yeah. like mm -hmm. those these like characters that and frankly like characters that I wish that we saw more of you know, mm -hmm. that, they took that some had their big little... swings with that run. I mean, well, look at who look at who worked on it. Brad Meltzer yeah. for a while, uh, Jeff Johns for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Dwayne McDuffie. Uh, Dwayne, yeah, yeah, Dwayne McDuffie. And that's when he merges in the milestone stuff in that yeah. run, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Icon and yeah. yeah. Um, my 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 big thing about Avengers versus Justice League, um, it's not power stuff. It's it's not that everybody can argue about power battles. I don't care. Uh, my mine's all about like the the characters and whatnot. The the Justice League, they're legitimate friends. Like they are there. One of the first comics that I read was JLA JSA Virtue and Vice, where both teams have a Thanksgiving together, mm -hmm. and like the Avengers, they're just work friends. They have literal lives outside of being Avengers, and those are their real friends. Like Cap and Tony are not friends they're work friends they will unite to get a project done you know what i mean they'll stay up all night to make a powerpoint presentation like 
but they're maybe they go out for drinks after work, but it's all work related stuff. <laughs> um, Justice League, they're friends, and not only mm-hmm. are they friends, their parents have been friends with the other parents, their kids are all friends. Like, mm-hmm. that's the life I want to live. And then X Men. <laughs> X-Men are also, they're found family. They're friends to, like, the end, whether or not they're trying to kill each other or not. Like, they're way more dysfunctional. But the Justice League, you know, Avengers, at the very at the very best, they're work friends. Hmm. Um, yeah, X-Men, like, when, when I read it, they feel like a toxic friend group, but you also love to watch them. X-Men, like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the vibe that I got, like, reading X-Men. I mean, X-Men are, are the friends that are in drama together where mm-hmm. everybody is either like hating on each other or sleeping with each other. Yes. Like, that's Yes. Oh. That's what it felt like. <laughs> so X-Men is marching band. Oh, is is okay. Were you in marching band? Hell yeah, I was. I was in <laughs> drama. So that's what Personal. I'm drawing from. Look look at me and tell me that you didn't already know that. <laughs> I bet you could guess what instrument I played. Trombone? Nope. Oh. Trumpet? Um, I held a trumpet. What'd you held a trumpet? I, I was a saxophone. time at band camp? <laughs> I, all of the stories about band camp are true. Yeah, that's cool. Um, well, anyway, uh, so we got about 20 minutes. We're gonna we're gonna recap literally everything that we did. So uh we're gonna we'll we'll keep it uh short and brief on like talking about stuff though there will be you know titles that we all overlap on i'm i'm also curious about our singular takes on the stuff that only us read as well so um um we got okay so superman superman lost number 10 you want you, did you guys read this one i did yeah Ethan, i'm waiting for the I, I, was, I was waiting for the whole thing to come out so i can read it in, in one go are you okay with spoilers? Not okay. It's up oh, to yeah, you. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm. It's it's cool. I don't know how this ended. This. I also. I also don't. I'm uh, so confused by the ending. Maybe I'm not even going to spoil anything because I don't know how to spoil it. Christopher Christopher Priest has been doing some kind of experimental stuff. I don't want to say experimental, but mm-hmm. like he's been doing some. Um, He's been messing with structure when it comes to like the last few things that he's read. He did it in Deathstroke. He did uh-huh. it in Black Adam, and and now he's doing it. Uh, I should say the last thing he wrote, not read. Um, he did it in Deathstroke. He did it in Black Adam, and now he's doing it with Superman Lost. And all of them have like a similar, like like they're all linked by the same way that he set up certain pages. Um, with like every single one of them has the black panel that has like chapter names Um, as you know and so in that regard i feel like all of them are related in some way even though that none of them have anything to do with each other it's almost like i feel like if you read all three of them back to back um you would notice like thematic similarities yeah uh, which is probably something that i need to do but uh superman lost it was great. I, I I really enjoyed it, but this last issue, I was kind of just like, I don't know how this happened. What happened? I don't. I think I might have to read it back from the start. Maybe that's what I feel like it's too. It's been ten months, I guess, since I've read the first issue, right? Yeah. But and we're gonna move on. But like the title of my article, I think I'm, I'll write an article on it at thekeegshow.com. Um, Superman lost. 
me. <laughs> Award-winning work. Yes, right thank you. Just from that article title alone. Yes, it lost Watch out, me. Lois Lane. <laughs> I can spell better than her. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I like how it's like canon that she's a bad speller. Yeah, yeah. It's such I, a I rando thing to have, like for a kid. I feel like she's so angry that she would just type as, very like heinously. As right. as as somebody who deals with writing all the time. Yeah. Um, some of my students who are great writers are just bad spellers. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. You know, it could also be the like the uh, the dyslexic kids that like are into art. You know, and like yeah. maybe spelling isn't their forte. I'm a really good speller. Fifth grade spelling bee champion, district. Mm. Boom, went to Impressive. city hall and got an award. <laughs> um, anyway. Moving on. Look at you now. Look at me now. <laughs> um. So okay. So that's your man lost. See, no spoilers there. What is? <laughs> we can't really spoil it. Uh, Ethan, what's a what's a book that you read this week that you really want to make sure we talk about? Um, I'm gonna say Daredevil, because I had somewhat high expectations and it did not meet them. I feel like, and and perhaps once again, maybe my like perspective is skewed because I read Daredevil and it somewhat frustrated me because it I feel like has so many great things going on and it's not being addressed like for example She-Hulk comes in this episode she's cool love her um but she kind of takes away from like what I really care about like I just really wish these first issues were about Matt and his immediate circle and his new job and him like finding out these clues and then like later on down the line for like She-Hulk to, to come in so it felt more of like a distraction issue there were some good things like I like seeing Matt uses use his abilities to like hear her heartbeat and like sense the air around her. I love that that type of, of stuff. But just in terms of like how it was not necessarily like comical, but it just like changed the tone of what I wanted it to be. And it didn't really get to like the main plot points. And there's so much going on yeah. with like the like demon possessions with the street gang, like the heat and uh, bullseye it's like there's all this stuff going on oh, it's like being at a carnival and just like standing by the bathrooms or something like that I'm just like I want to get to this story I want like character development yeah. and I'm not getting it from Daredevil I I read it also Drew did you read this one I, I'm behind on Daredevil so I didn't get to okay. this one I was so caught aback by She-Hulk's portrayal in this and the art, because the art switched up in this issue. I, I was trying to make sense of this art and then She-Hulk being so bombastic. Is that the right word for it? Like, she was very in your face. And I'm like, is this just the portrayal of She-Hulk in this issue? And then you turn out, yeah, like, yeah, like, she's been possessed by, by uh, uh, a demon um specifically gluttony so mm -hmm. spoiler alert it's this is seven deadly sins uh story so i didn't go back to the previous issues to figure out which sins were the other two but this one was gluttony and there's four left mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and like that's what i wanted to see like it taken a bit more seriously yeah like i just wish that like with dealing with Matt's Catholicism and his, and his new job as a priest, there's like a lot of things that you can really like delve into. And it just felt like a very like top surface level, superficial kind of 
approach to gluttony. And I'm someone that like that that loves theme and like wants to know how gluttony like relates to Matt. And I didn't really get that. So it's like the premise is great. The elements are all there, but how it's all put together just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I the food looked really good, which made me wonder <laughs> if they just picked the artist that could draw the best food. Perhaps. Maybe that was the the key feature that they were looking for. Yeah. If so, then th then th then they succeeded. <laughs> they did because the food looked amazing. The food was the best I mean, looking I, part. I got hungry, so I guess I know, right? <laughs> and they were talking about food a lot. Like it was a very yeah. food centric issue, which I guess maybe maybe in a couple months I'm gonna look back on it and be like, oh, that was a superb issue. Maybe I'm too close to it right now. Maybe. I think I'm gonna feel the same way, um, <laughs> just because I really want to like love this book. But once again, there's certain things that I want that I'm not getting. So, unless the theme was gluttony, like I know it, like the meta production of it was gluttonous mm -hmm. in a way. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Drew, what's a what's a book that you read? this week that you could sum up your opinion in one sentence uh new james bond book okay um garth ennis writing james bond but it's not the boys is it good or bad i liked it okay. um i i literally only picked it up because it was garth ennis and yeah. um you know i kind of wanted to see i i haven't been too keen on a lot of the stuff that he's been doing um for a while um but like he wrote preacher and like i loved preacher so yeah. you know i always kind of have a soft spot for him um and i figured you know i'll give this a shot i've never read a james bond book before um it does have some garth ennis in it um hmm. i don't necessarily think that i would be able to pick it out of a lineup if you just gave me some panels and was like who do you think wrote this but yeah, his it. I mean, it's it's he's in there. His DNA is in it. Oh, uh, that's gross. Sure. But I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of Garth Ennis. Um, Same. Yeah. Um. Yeah. His Punisher run, I do like his Punisher, but that's the only thing I like from Garth. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it 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 has a classic kind of Bond feel to it. Yeah. Um. But I mean, like at the end, it gets pretty gory. You know, okay. it's. Um. But it's. It, I mean, it's an interestingly interesting enough little story that i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with it for now yeah when it comes to gore in comics i don't want to talk too much about it before i jump to something new when it comes to gore in comics i think that invincible does it better than garth and when it comes to shock value maybe this is a hot take mark miller is a better garth ennis than garth like i just if i'm into like like really like i don't know shock value that's also like bright and shiny i guess that's mark miller in a way and it he's weird and i don't know off-putting but he's There's, not as off-putting as garth ennis there is a way to do shock well mm -hmm. um but for garth sure not garth i think well i think i think like i think preacher does that oh okay i haven't read uh, preacher so maybe i'm maybe that's my one exception then yeah, I mean, I you know, for me, like that's the pinnacle. I know uh, his Hitman run is supposed to be really good. I haven't read all of that. I've read some okay. of it. Yeah, but 
Supposedly, um, that's like one of the greatest Superman appearances ever. Okay, I'll I'll have to uh uh I'll look into that. Um, we we don't have much time, so we're gonna we're gonna do like a normal one sentence review, but not like a Drew level one sentence review, which is a run on. <laughs> we talk we talk way too much on this show. But this <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm the one imposing time limits on the show. Um, but uh uh. I'll, I'll give my one sentence review of Batman Superman World's Finest uh, 22. And that is that um, a lot of punches, transitionary issue. Like, I like this run. It just was not my favorite issue at all. And that's okay. Yeah. Next one will be better. Um, Alien number three is forgettable. So why did I remember to talk about it? I don't know. But it is it is what it is. Uh, Ethan, you got a one sentence review? Sure, I'll give this a try. I'm usually talkative, but let's see. Um, Jay Garrick, issue number four. <clears throat> I love the backstory of Dr. Elemental. I love like origin stories and how they are building up Jay Garrick in a very interesting way. And I'm warming up to Boom, Jay Garrick's granddaughter, who I was a little bit iffy His daughter. to begin with. What's, yeah, sorry, daughter. Yeah. He's, he's an old man, but when he was younger, he hadn't yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm warming up to Judy to boom i don't i still don't like her, her name but overall it was a good book yeah the whole the whole issue was a retcon but like mm -hmm. it worked i liked it and supposedly there i didn't know that there's a story about jay garrick there's a brazil in brazil he's his name is joel cyclone mm -hmm. that's jay jay garrick's name in brazil is joel cyclone like Joel Cyclone or whatever. And in the end of this issue, it says Dr. Elemental and Joel Cyclone or something like that. And it's mm -hmm. like next time on whatever. And so people are like, oh, they're bringing in that name into continuity, his Brazilian <laughs> name, uh, yeah. which I thought is just kind of a fun thing. This would have been my pick of the week if mm. it wasn't for the Avengers Twilight. Like this one, yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, I do think this was the best book so far in, in this run. Mm. Yeah. yeah okay Personally. yeah um nightwing 110 was a beast world tie-in and uh i liked it yeah i mean it wasn't the best but it was good like an eight out of ten issue for me i don't know if you guys have any opinions i've i've fallen behind on nightwing so i didn't read it oh yeah oh, I i'm do... a few issues behind on nightwing too okay i like this beast girl character she's not name is her name's not beast girl her name's apex or something apex mm -hmm. ava and i'm not gonna say she's my type but also <laughs> you know moving on uh <laughs> um what else do we got uh one one sentence reviews for drew uh the deviant I think uh, the Deviant continues to be one of the best horror comics. I mean, James Tynion, that is his that is his bread and butter. Yeah, him doing horror is so good. Um, I hope he never does another superhero book in his life because his horror stuff is so good. I liked his Detective Comics Bat Family stuff. Ah, oh, so good. Yeah, sorry, go on. I I I, <laughs> I was I was lukewarm to it. Oh, okay. 
I liked it because it was very Tim Drake centric and like exactly Tim Drake. I'm sorry, I'm a Tim Drake fanboy. <laughs> yeah, I so I so am I. Yeah, I'm yes. with you. So, yeah. Uh, we gotta we gotta let's see. We're gonna run through these real fast. Uh, a sentence or less. Uh, cable number one. Cable number one, badass, really cool. Seeing his younger self and them like having to work together. Um, very interesting uh, storyline with him. Like knowing the future and trying to avoid it. Once again, I love kind of time travel stories. So this is definitely up there. I didn't know that was the premise. I skipped this one just for now. I normally mm -hmm. read all the X titles, but you know, this I, I'll come back to it. I'll do mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Um, Our Bones Dust, number two. Our Bones Dust. Um, Post-apocalyptic, very interesting, a different take on it because you kind of feel more emotionally connected to the aliens which is a cool take and the actual human beings are a bit more foreign to us it's making a lot of commentary i don't think that everything is as clear as it possibly could be but it's still a very good read and i'm interested on in seeing like where it's going to lead um who's the the it's image image yes okay all right all right um we did that did anyone anyone read titans number seven I did not. Okay, did was not it just either. me? Okay. Um, this issue is better than the Beast than, than Beast World. Like, the storyline that they have here had been setting up Beast World for a little bit, which was kind of cool. So I can tell that they put time into it, but uh, uh, I like this one because they're bringing in, they brought a character in from Starfire's past, another Tamaranian hmm. named, I think, oh. named Xander or something like that. Um, hmm. But... Uh, uh i love me i love me my titans so uh wonder woman number five i i love this series so much um yeah i mean uh i know that uh, tom king gets kind of a bad rap among people amongst people because they think his stories are too slow um he's not a plot guy his books are about how he structures them and this one Every book in this Wonder Woman series so far has had this kind of like uh, parallel structure to it. And this continues it. And it's great. The best the best thing that I read uh, like in a book, the best little bit that I read in a book this week was Donna Troy challenging Wonder Woman to a video game. Hmm. Yeah. Injustice. It, it was yeah, injustice. Yes. It was it wasn't injustice. No, it can't be. But yeah, it, it was. But yeah, I, I mean, and and her using Superman. There, there is, there is so much character stuff in that section. Oh, it's it's great. I mean, like, why Wonder Woman picks Superman to play as? Why Donna Troy picks Batman to play as? Why Donna Troy picks a video game in general as her like challenge to Wonder Woman? The reason they're fighting at the same at, at all, or the reason why they're challenging each other at all, um, the way that you know Wonder Woman like clutches it out at the end. Yeah, it's just it's top notch, minor stuff revealing a ton of character and like the whole issue is just like a couple pages it's like a page or two of wonder woman and one of her like protégés and then a page or two of the sovereign recruiting one of wonder woman's villains and it's just yeah. going back and forth and everything is like 
everything is is uh, uh like mirroring what came before it it's so good yeah um i like this one yeah um guardians of the galaxy volume 10 or not volume 10 guardians i'm going by movies guardians of the galaxy issue number 10 uh i don't know how this is gonna end but this one at least was a little bit better than issue nine it started off strong uh, with issue one and two and like three but then it kind of lost itself and i don't know where it's gonna go but i'm cool with it um invincible iron man number 14 is an x-men title all the heroes are like after gang war is done with spider-man i'm pretty sure spider-man is going to come over and like do x-men related stuff to finish off this this big anti-orcus thing um but this issue was really good um x-men number 30 was also really good i don't know it's just x-men stuff if you like x-men you know and it's closing out everything that needs to close out um amazing spider-man 42 uh was also good i don't know like stuff is good this week um and fantastic 416 if you like science it's a very science heavy kid heavy issue with the with the richards kids and with ben Grimm's two new adopted kids um and i thought it was like really fun it was like a sitcom episode um and it was it yeah um who read what's the furthest place from here uh i was going to and i didn't get to it oh, okay all right that's fair um and then Green Lantern War Journal 5? Good. All right. Is it yeah. worth me going back? I read issue one. Is it worth me going and back and like catching I up? Think that, I think that if you like Jon Stewart, then yes. If you're reading it just to like, if you're reading it just because of like, you know, Green Lantern stuff, you might be disappointed. But uh yeah, there's some cool. I'll tell you what, there is there is a bit of overlap there though. There is a very like John Stewart moment uh-huh. in this, but it also has to do with like what he can do as a Green Lantern. Okay. Um I know that that sounds very vague, but I don't want to give it away because it's okay. a really cool thing that happens. Okay. All right. I like the variant covers for this, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw all the variant covers. Yeah, mm-hmm. they look cool. Um, yeah. Especially the Justice League, the Justice League Unlimited inspired cover. Mm-hmm. Love JLU. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's every comic that we read this week. Did I miss any? Nope. I think that's yeah, it. He's got a comment on everything. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm very thankful to have you guys uh, on this show. Like I've said previously, it's like, yeah. Sometimes what sucks as a comic book reader is like not having a community to be a part of. So I do recommend like finding your community and it doesn't have to be like, um, I'm not speaking to you guys, but I'm speaking to like anyone out there who's watching or listening, just, you know, uh, whether it's TikTok or Reddit or just message boards. That's what I started off with is like a message board community and and whatnot. Um, It's nice to be able to talk about this with you guys. So thank you guys so much for coming on the show, uh, taking time out of your night before we get going um where can we find you what do you got coming up and then is there anything you want to plug drew you got some uh you find me uh you know on the internet just around uh watching people from afar watching people from afar yeah uh twitter uh instagram uh i'm pretty active on instagram i'm very active on tiktok uh if you like talking about um superheroes and uh uh you know their possible political affiliations 
that's a thing that I that I like talking about. You have been uh, doing that, yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to bring it back because I, I, I went away for a while. Um, yeah, uh, uh, you know that's that's what I like to talk about. Uh, I got nothing coming up, but as always, uh, Justice League Cosmic Chaos uh, is available for all consoles. Uh, I think it's like ten dollars now. So is it? It's it's up. low. Um, came out uh, came out last year. Um, Wikipedia says we were nominated for for uh, a game award. We were not, <laughs> but Wikipedia says we were. So, oh. do you get notified when they if they're nominated? I have no idea. Okay, but I, I don't even. Ethan Drew wrote Cosmic Chaos. Oh wow, that's I, dope. It's fifteen it bucks on Amazon at 15? the very least. Fifteen okay, on cool. Amazon. I have to check it out. Congratulations. Uh, hey, thanks. I'm buying it right now. <laughs> I'm going to uh, do it. Yeah, uh, it's in stores. You can go buy it, play it. Uh, I'm proud of it. Um, trying to uh, work on getting more jobs writing video games. So that's uh, that's what I'm doing. All right. That's very cool. Thank you. Um, thanks so much, Drew, for you know coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> And new time guest, first time guest. Uh, we got Ethan. Ethan, where can we find you? Where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Yep, yep. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you can find me on TikTok, Insta, Twitter. It's all under Virgo Blade. I do have something coming up, but I'm keeping it kind of secret. It's cooking in the oven. Okay. Um, so I will announce more about that later. But just uh, keep following me for more comic book goodness. Okay. Um, I like it. Don't tell anyone you're cooking a souffle uh, just in case it collapses before you serve it. I get it. You know, that's, that's the trick. Uh, we got to <laughs> check that souffle. Hopefully that souffle comes out, you know, real well. Yes. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, for anyone out there who's watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg show or youtube.com slash the Keeg show, or you're listening to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from Apple podcast, Google play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can find us all over the place. If you are on social media, TikTok and Instagram are our two biggest ones at the Keeg Show. Uh, but we're also on Facebook and Threads and 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 Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, at the Keeg Show slash the Keeg Show, pretty much anywhere. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Keeg Show. Um, so you know, if you want to donate back to the Keeg, uh, that's great too. Also, if you want to find a comic shop near you, go to comicshoplocator.com, find a comic shop near you, and if you want to read uh, comic geek-related articles, uh, thekeegshow.com has just kind of come back from hiatus slash construction. So we got a couple articles out there um, worth reading, especially the articles written by Comics by Kaylin, um, who uh, wrote some really good articles on the site. So, you know, worth checking out. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much it. This is Comic Talk. It's brought to you every Thursday, 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. We also have our weekend show, which is either on a Saturday, Sunday, or sometimes Monday nights, uh, called The Keeg Talks, where we talk about a different thing every uh, week. This week on Monday, The Keeg Talks Monarch Legacy of Monsters, if you watch that show on Apple TV+, Plus, you know, uh, you might want to tune in for that podcast. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you guys for watching. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been Comic Talk for the week of January 18th, 2024. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.
super fast. Gotta beat the boss and get the loot. Cause it's the king.